Another episode of The Other Podcast every Saturday night at 7 o'clock. We're live, although you can download it at your leisure, I suppose, and listen to it anywhere. Uh, I'm your host, Robert Stacy McGain. And I'm not. Uh, hi, folks. It's John Hogue, the other guy on The Other Podcast, and from beautiful downtown Valdosta. Hi, Diana. Hello, hello. Is it it downtown? Do you live downtown? Actually, we're so close to the center of town that it's we are counted as downtown. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I have I haven't been to Valdosta for forty or fifty years, but I can read a map. She's got to be downtown (laughs) that close. Well, well, it's it's it is uh, uh, truly. uh, She lives in a a a very beautiful home in a. Mm very attractive setting with the live oaks and Spanish mm-hmm. moss. And uh, how's your garden coming along this spring? Um, well, I, for some reason, I got completely, totally, and absolutely overwhelmed this winter. Somehow or other, all the weeds uh, sat there and waited on me. And then um, the weather got warm and they scre- they said, hey, <laughs> rubbed their little hands and sprang into action. Um, I spent a little bit of time this morning um, working on the side yard. And I'm here to tell you that I'm thinking about a flamethrower. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Mr. Musk was, can sell you one from his boring company. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it. I got to tell you, you should see it. Um, I turned my back and all this stuff just sprang up and it's waist high. I swear I haven't been out of it, out of the garden that long. (laughs) Sounds like what used to pop up in one of our backyards in Southern California, completely, completely dormant. And then suddenly poof, you know, waist high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, not far from Valdosta is the tiny town of Cecil, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you familiar with where Cecil is? Very slightly. A friend of mine was telling me that they were uh, that they were talking to the school system out there. Okay. Well, um, uh, a city councilwoman in Cecil, mm-hmm. Georgia, was booked into jail Tuesday after being indicted on a murder charge. Yes. <laughs> According to court documents, Constance <laughs> Davis was indicted by a grand jury on charges of felony murder and neglect <laughs> to a disabled adult elder person or residence. Uh, Winifred Hardwick, a 66-year-old man, was found dead at approximately 11.30 a.m. June 5th, 2018, Blah, 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 according to a Georgia Bureau of Investigation statement. Well, I don't I don't know uh, how she um, allegedly killed somebody, but uh, she uh, neglected him to death. She essentially um, didn't feed or to keep him hydrated or clean him up or change him or anything. Well, and this is the sort of thing, the reason why it's a felony murder charge, the uh, elder abuse charge, the neglect charge is a felony. And because Mm -hmm. of death resulted as a result of it, that means means it's murder and it's murder Mm -hmm. in the course of committing another felony. You didn't go out to commit murder, you went out to commit the other felony. Yes. That's that's the distinction. And it it basically means that uh, 
they won't hang her. Well, and meanwhile, <sighs> meanwhile, <laughs> in other Valdosta uh, felony news, a dead body with a gunshot wound was found in Lowndes County on Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know. Uh, there was a suspicious event report that uh, so mm-hmm. so there's not been much update on the dead body found with a gunshot wound, but we can assume that. Uh, you know. Well, you know, I live. The sheriff, uh, Mr. Polk, is on the is on the case, and so is his. So are all his guys. Uh, seriously, I don't know what to say. I mean. Um, the weird thing is, is that if you read the crime reports here, the number of weird kind of gunshot wound kind of, there was one guy um, not too far actually from where I live who was uh, got into a, a dispute at seven at 830 in the morning with a relative and the relative shot him. Yeah. At 8.30 in the morning, the guy stumbles out onto the street by and, you know, calls for, for help and they arrive and they arrest, you know, they, they, they take him to the hospital and, you know, he was treated for not a life-threatening injury, although I'm sure it hurt like a whole get out. Um, and um, several hours later, they, they arrest the relative and you're kind of shaking your head going, it's 8.30 in the morning. Seriously? Well, Did you nobody know. have coffee? Well, well, I, I mean, I mean, start the day with a murder, and, and generally speaking, it'll, yeah. Well, all, all, all three of us have lived in Georgia at one time or another, and back in uh-huh. 1970, I lived in Georgia uh, and in my line of work, probably not in Georgia, but in other places in the world, it would, I had a substantial risk of dying of gunshot wounds. But that isn't how I was, that isn't how That was I, Fort Benning, wasn't it? No, it was Fort Gordon, the oh, other side Fort of the Gordon. state, uh, Richmond County, Richmond in, in Augusta, County. Yep. Augusta. But anyway, here's, here's the thing. In 1970, though, I was told, I was warned that if I didn't die of a gunshot wound, I was likely to freeze to death. Mm-hmm. You see, I'm so old that I remember being warned about global cooling during the first Earth Day. And now here we are 52 years later, uh, and they had the, the, the last Earth Day was this week, and I didn't even pay attention. I suppose there are people who knew it was Earth Day. Oh, I did. Mm-hmm. Someone reminded me, which allowed me to... Uh, Avoid it on purpose. Although I it did kept actually showing up in my feeds, I was annoyed. Well, well I, 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 I actually made a, a, a joke about it uh, on the "Are you pondering what I'm pondering?" Uh, uh-huh. thing where where Pinky said, "But if the oceans aren't carbonated, does that mean the Earth is flat?" But um, <laughs> meanwhile, speaking of people who've died of gunshot wounds, ho 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 ho. Yeah, the latest news, and I, I, I just, uh, just now as we were going to air, yeah. updated my blog at theothermccain.com. Yep, it's a nice blog. People should go visit it. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. anyways. Well, we'll talk more about it at the bottom of the hour. Yes, well, anyways, yeah. I, I have a post called, Here's a Completely Crazy Idea. <sighs> Look, I know this map might sound far-fetched, but hear me out. Maybe if you're going to have a meeting of your army commanders, you should try to choose a location that is not within range of the enemy's artillery. Two Russian generals have been killed by a Ukrainian artillery strike on a forward command and control center of Russia's 49th General Army near the front lines in Kherson region. With a third general severely wounded, Ukrainians' military intelligence said today. As a result of the strike, Command and Control Center 49A was destroyed. Two enemy generals were liquidated. Another one was evacuated in critical condition, end quote reads a Ukrainian military intelligence statement. Now, they say... Uh, that this brings the tally of Russian generals killed in Ukraine uh, to 10. But I must have lost count because uh, on Sunday, uh, 
I had reported uh, that the seventh uh, mm-hmm. Russian general killed so far, it was a, a post entitled R.I.P. Another Russian general. Um, yeah, and uh, this guy was, okay, you're going to have to pronounce this name for me. Which one? Sukov- Sukovetsky? No, Vladimir Petrovich Frolov. Is this it? Frolov is not hard to say. Oh, okay. Frolov, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, think frolic and you're not too far off. Okay, well, anyways, another Russian general was killed while fighting in Ukraine. The mayor of St. Petersburg announced mm-hmm. in a statement last Saturday, Vladimir Prolov, deputy Prolof. commander of Russia's 8th Army, was killed in combat earlier this week, and I'm trying to find out where he was killed. I'm looking here. They're saying it's in the Donbass, but yeah. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of unclear on when they say Donbass. Where in the Donbass? I mean, that's kind of, you know, like there's kind of like a four or five hundred mile stretch there. Okay. Well, well, in addition to these, all these generals getting killed, mm-hmm. uh, they have reportedly had 33 colonels or lieutenant colonels uh, killed uh, in the Russia has in, during this war. And I, I embedded a, a link from the, uh, uh, information Ministry of Ukraine uh, claiming they're they're claiming they have killed more than twenty thousand uh, Russian soldiers, uh, mm. uh, destroyed uh, something on the order of uh, eight hundred tanks and two thousand armored personnel carriers, which is a heck of a lot of stuff in just two months. Yeah. You know, they need to just take pictures of the serial numbers, all of which, by the way, are on the outside and largely pa- and painted nice and large on each and every uh, tank and APC and publish those. And then we'll we'll know if they're telling the truth or not. But of course, what? OK, I've been saying this all along. Ukraine is doing a great job with the information war. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, but I don't know how much I trust them. I'm the skeptical corgi. I'm very skeptical here. Um, 20,300 bodies. That's a lot of bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of people dead. That's a lot of upset families. I would really like to know if that, I not, I would like to know if that's true. Well, even Seriously. if it's only, even if it's only half true. That That's a run, lot of people. Well, well, they it, it's five percent of the force mm-hmm. that uh, was uh, put against them. So let's think about it in another way. Most of the casualties appear to have been in the north. Mm-hmm. So whatever units were up in the north essentially have been rendered combat ineffective for mm-hmm. at least a year to a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say a year to a year and a half is because you. The, the, Assuming they can keep their uh, current conscript uh, cohort coming through and hold mm-hmm. them past their usual year, it'll be that long before they can be uh, effectively trained. Well, mm-hmm. uh, this and um, unit cohesion is an issue uh, here too. What was apparently happening was that um, uh, the generals were in Kursan or the vicinity of Kursan. I'll, I'll put it Kursan. that way. Um, uh, to, um, you know, to uh, having a meeting of, uh, you know, uh, to try to uh, figure this out. And um, uh, the Ukrainians have been on the offensive west of Kursan, and you've got to go look at the map. And, and the, mm-hmm. what's the name of that town? Mikolev? Mikolev. Mikolev. Okay. Mikolev. Okay, well, they have been attacking from the direction of Mikolaev, mm-hmm. uh down toward Kursan, and mm-hmm. uh, there's also uh, they're also pushing down from the. Oh God, I can't even look at that. Anyways, they're pushing down <laughs> from the north uh, in toward Kursan as well, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I saw a report. I didn't include it in in my blog post that um, um, this. Uh, uh, you know, is showing that the communications problem, if nothing else, mm. uh, that uh, the Russians must be having because 
to have to send the army commander to a frontline command post tells you that their communication, they're worried that their communications aren't secure. But mm-hmm. apparently uh, there were um, uh, Western units, especially a, uh, a, a British uh, signals intelligence plane uh, somewhere in the uh, in the Black Sea region, uh, uh, so 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 that the Western intelligence is is apparently helping the Ukrainians uh, do this uh, decapitation as they're called. Well, you also have to remember that Romania and mm-hmm. uh, Poland border the country. They're members of NATO. And although mm-hmm. they don't border the country nearby, there are the NATO members of the three Baltic states. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's and not... And the Baltics are motivated. Motivated, motivated. And, well, you know, they know how to run uh, their signal intelligence. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we've been known to help them as well. But, you know, this is just a failure of leadership that uh, pervades... Uh, mm-hmm. Russia. Um, there's a similar f- failure of leadership of failure, uh, politically sorry. here in the United States. Uh, you, you, and and what amused me this past week was the timing. You know, here we have Biden's looking for something, anything that he can be successful with. So he he starts trying to sell gun control, tells all sorts of incredibly stupid lies about the nature of uh, uh, the gun laws and the constitutional uh, provisions that we have now. And so this whole week, they've been, you know, there's been this sort of kind of push on gun control. And if you think about what week it is, yeah, uh, I know. On the 18th uh, of th- April th- in 75. Yes, on the 18th of April, some Brit had uh, this tweet about uh, a picture of uh, a couple of congresswomen with AR-15s. Uh, and he said, as a UK man living in a mostly gunless society, answer me this, America. Why do civilians need guns like this? And my response on my blog uh, starts... <laughs> Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. On the 18th of April in 75, hardly a man is now alive who remembers that famous day and year. And it goes on. Yeah. But, yes. but, but and, the, on. and on. And on. Well, and on. Well, well, but, the, but do you remember as children, okay? Yes. Uh, you know, memorizing this and, and being yes. uh, compelled to recite it. And it yes. is that kind of of cultural education that is being lost, uh, uh, you know, and, but I, I don't suppose many British would know that poem, although they should. Well, they should have some hint about the relative history between the two countries, which reminds me, you know, oh, that's the, on the 18th of April, on the 19th of April, the red coat showed up at Lexington mm-hmm. and Concord. And I'll just leave it like this with the, the post I did on the 19th. If Massachusetts had had the same gun control laws 247 years ago that they have today, the national anthem would be God Save the Queen. <laughs> yep. And not the uh, Sex Pistols version either. Well, mm. but, the, but the point is, is that, um, you know, people are looking at Ukraine and going, oh, so that's why we have a Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Now it's been a while since anyone invaded. <laughs> Actually, it was the Brits, wasn't it? But anyway, yeah. we'll get back yep. to that. Um, um, anyway, um, that you know, it's just the whole thing of, of 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 the lack of leadership and the way that they keep trying. The other thing that they spun up mm-hmm. this over the last week or so is. Uh, Forgiving student loan debt again. <laughs> now, um, okay, let's 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 about this. Let, let, well, let let's let let's let's for a, just a second pretend that it might be a good idea. It's a terrible idea. But, 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 but pretend for a second that it might be a good idea. The next <sighs> question is: Is it fair? No. Well, yeah, because look, what about people like me? 
who paid as I went along in school. Mm-hmm. I just paid or my tu- I paid my tuition bill every semester. Okay, mm-hmm. and so it would be fair for me to get all that back mm-hmm. with interest. With interest. Yeah. So I graduated from Vanderbilt in May of 1970. I spent $9,600 on tuition and fees. So let me get the calculator here. Legal rate of interest in Tennessee is 10%. Um, that's like 1.36 million bucks. Sounds oh, fair. I like that. Sounds fair to me. You think uh, that- yeah, well, except it comes out of your in my pocket in the end. And oh, well. um, then people who have never, ever, ever gone to college are going to have to pay for it for us. No, absolutely not. It's not right it's not fair it's ludicrous if you pay if you went to school and got a worthless degree and you can't pay your student loan sue the institution that sold you the uh the stupid degree well well now hold it there's there's some degrees that that make sense for some people to get but that have very poor payback for example uh the two the highest IQ degrees that people get, it turns out, are physics, and you can mm-hmm. you can make a living with a physics degree, and theology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, and we do need people to go into the ministry and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. uh, to uh, work with churches and that sort of thing. But they don't generally make; they have trouble making their uh, cost of their degree back. Yes. So well, well, there are some there are some degrees that at, at least maybe not as a government as a society we ought to subsidize. Well, he, here's the thing though: is that student loans, uh, the whole stu- the whole student loan program, especially the government guaranteed student loans, that mm-hmm. um, are um, a main reason. Why tuition has gone out of control, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and and so you're you're actually by forgiving student loans, what you're doing is telling, sending the message that well, it doesn't matter how much you spend, you know, spend whatever, borrow whatever, mm-hmm. uh, to become, uh, you know, to to pursue this. And one of the things that this does, of course, is to. Um, uh, uh, favor the private, uh, especially the private, uh, the expensive private <clears throat> schools. Liberal, little tiny liberal arts colleges. Yeah, well, right. But, exactly. But, but, it but, is but, a, yes, but here's the thing. Basically, the, uh, the way it's structured now is 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 a scam. And mm-hmm. what, we, what we need to do is put the schools back uh, on the hook for guaranteeing the loan, uh, or at least some, <laughs> or some substantial part of it. Well, um, no, but no. that what that will do then is the schools aren't going to want to lend money on a gender studies degree. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is, is what I was trying to get to here is mm-hmm. that some of us, and I'm a father of six. Okay, and that you know our children, you know, uh, have to uh, you know go and and seek cheap education i saw you know i attended a state school on scholarship and and you know i you know but what what is going on they're saying student loans oh my student loans where did you go to school a okay what was the tuition b and uh-huh. c how much of your loan actually went to tuition because mm-hmm. I'll tell you something, what's going on here in a lot of these cases is that middle class students mm-hmm. are are signing up for loans and they get the maximum amount that they can get. Okay. Mm-hmm. In other words, you you know, you know, is it look my kids could qualify for student loans, but they, you know, tried to, you know, uh, you know, avoid this borrowing anything if they could. All right. Mm-hmm. But but Spring break in Florida or Cozumel or Hawaii, all this travel, you know, uh, clothing, uh, uh, restaurant 
meals and and some of the luxuries. You're kidding, right? What? Um, sorry. No, I, uh, no, I'm saying what kids are spending some of this student loan money for <laughs> is not essential to their education. They're living. <laughs> Some of them are living rather high on the hog with borrowed money. And then when it comes time to pay it back, they're like, oh, I'm a victim. Yeah, yeah. well, look, anybody who spends six figures getting mm. a doctorate in an area that has no economic value um, either better be awfully rich to self-finance because some people <laughs> can do that and that's a nice hobby. Or they better uh, plan uh, to be a uh, loan slave for the rest of their career. It's just a. Would you thing. like some? Would you like fries with that, my lord? Yes, Vulave pom frites avec ça. Well done. Uh, anyway, uh, but you know what? They do have an alternative. They can rioting Democrat. and riot. <laughs> okay, yeah, so. Uh, I, I had a post this week called Expect More Riots This Summer based on a report uh, from Andy No um, mm -hmm. uh, that there were riots in uh, using Portland. explosives and arson as revenge. And this was Antifa in Portland, okay? Mm -hmm. Had a riot as revenge for the death of Patrick Lyoa. Leoya, Leoya, I would Leoya, in Michigan, and they targeted businesses, bus shelters, and the North Precinct in downtown Portland. Uh, and the attack was organized on Twitter. Andy tells us now uh, they were protesting a killing, as I say, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. All right, mm -hmm. now why? Hey, yo, I'm sorry. Uh, well, why? That makes, that what makes does as a protest sense. in Portland do anything to help anyone? It makes as much sense as protesting in Ferguson or Minneapolis. <sighs> but but the point is is that is that they they riot in Portland because of a police shooting mm -hmm. in um, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I have seen the video. The police yep. have released all the available video uh, mm -hmm. of this thing. And what you find out uh, is that uh, the suspect um, was, was apparently driving a car that had the wrong tag on it. Mm -hmm. And now, as, if you, as I, I, I point out in here, if you've got any sort of common sense about what police do and how they do it, you realize mm -hmm. that a car, if he spots a car, you know, and it's, for instance, it's a Ford, but it has a to the tag on it belonging to a Toyota, right? Once he figures that out, you know, uh, it, it turns, you know, uh, this is a, um, uh, could be a very serious crime because there's mm -hmm. some reason someone switches the tag like this. Either the car's mm -hmm. stolen or someone with a felony warrant uh, or whatever is trying to evade capture by driving a, uh, this car. And so, so he asked the guy to, uh, you know, for his ID and the, and the guy, runs away mm -hmm. and <laughs> what okay remember um when he took off his butt's hanging out of his jeans the crotch is down around his mid thighs he can he's doing he's not running he's sort of doing this mi little mincing shuffle yeah well it's, oh it's yeah ridiculous. so you watched it too oh god yes well, anyways, uh, the cop overtakes him, and there, and what ensues is a sort of wrestling match, uh, in which um, uh, the, the guy grabs the officer's taser. Okay, mm -hmm. this is this is not uh, uh, in dispute, and uh, the officer shoots him uh, in the back of the head. By the way, yes, um, he did. 
And so, and so, so while you, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into whether or not this was a quote unquote good shoot. Okay. Because because there's a thing, but it's, it's not as if this guy was, you know, I mean, uh, attempting to resist arrest. Okay. That's a crime in itself. Okay. Well, you say if, if, if I have a taser in my, and a handgun, and you get your hands on my taser, mm-hmm. uh, I'm probably going to shoot you. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I think legally, okay, mm-hmm. legally, uh, the officer will be found. Uh, uh, yeah, it'll be justified. Yeah. yeah. Awful but lawful, as the donut said. Yeah, but I mean, here, you know, here's the thing. They rioted because they got any kind of excuse. Yeah. It's yeah. just what they do. Well, CNN and, and these major news media publicize these things, okay? And by the way, suspects get shot black, white, Chinese, whatever, okay? Uh, criminal suspects are getting shot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know at, at least once a week in America, okay? Uh, probably mm-hmm. more than that. Uh, but usually... Okay, it's a situation where it's obvious, you know, some guy with a gun or a knife or something like this, where in this case, it's, it, there's grounds for dispute. And therefore, Ben Crump shows up <laughs> to make money by inciting a riot. Well, at least, yeah, that's his thing. That's what he does. They, it's what he know, always does. It, it, well, I mean, well, you know, unless he gets beaten to the uh, uh, punch by one of the other grifters. But the point <laughs> is, is that that's, no one out grifts Ben Crump. Well, I don't know. There are a couple. But anyway, the, the point is, is that's how they make their living. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Whereas we, whereas we, on the other hand, uh, I, I sell it. I sell advice to the uh, to NASA about how to build uh, stuff, and Stacy actually does all this news gathering and real journalism uh, for a living. And you can help support it, folks. Stacy, tell them about the yellow button. Ah, uh, the yellow button. This is the shameless capitalism part of the program, where I tell you that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will uh, take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, yen, um, euros. Uh, we're not doing rubles right now. No, 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 we're not currently accepting rubles. But if not you will PayPal click anymore. the yellow button, go to my PayPal account. Uh, account you can contribute to help support the blog uh to help support the podcast and also of course to make my wife happy my wife likes it when i make money off the blog Mm -hmm. and so so therefore keeping my wife happy being job number one uh Mm -hmm. your contributions to the other mccain will be greatly appreciated meanwhile over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. There are four ways that you can help support the blog. Uh, you can click on the icon of the tip jar, which will take you to my PayPal account. You can uh, shop at the Hogwash store. That's a little further down on the sidebar. Or in between those two, you'll find uh, a link to shopping at Amazon. You'll also find occasional links uh, in the body of the blog. If you shop uh, using those links, either at Hogwash or the other McCain or the other uh, blogs who participate in the Amazon affiliate program, we get a little cut of the action. That helps support it. And I rem- this is something I stumbled on during the colloquy last week. If you go over to the menu part of the blog and click on the, the uh DMCA, which is Digital Millennium Copyright Act, uh, 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 contact info, you'll find my address and you can mail in. Uh, we take cash that way. We even take gold imperial czarist rubles. So that's the one uh, rubles we do take. So regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. Now, by the way, I just noticed Ben Carson, uh, Dr. Ben, mm-hmm. 
Carson on uh, 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 Twitter uh, showing himself on a uh, uh, on a commercial air flight with no mask. Yay! <laughs> he says, "Thank God I don't." You know, it's nice to be back in the sky again with without an unnecessary face mask. And yeah, mm-hmm. he's literally. A brain surgeon. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. as as I as I uh, am want to say to people who run around we're still wearing the chin diapers, I find, your, I find your lack of face disturbing. Yes. But anyway, yep. Hogwash is not an anonymous blog. Um, mm-hmm. Now, when I started blogging, two thousand eleven, I had a conversation with my wife. Do I want to do this under a numb to cyber and kind of keeping the, the background and because I'm not, I, w- I didn't start this thing looking for controversy, although I, but I didn't want my family sucked in to mm-hmm. anything that might get stirred up. And my wife said, no, nah, I should blog under my own name. And if there's controversy, there's controversy. She actually even suggested the name of the blog, which hogwash is kind of hard to be anonymous. If you, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, so it's and not a she, common last name. <laughs> Well, there are a hundred thousand of us in the United States, but uh, yes, most but... most people can't spell it. Uh, uh, <laughs> even some of my uh, cousins put a, try to put a, either a U in it or use two G's. But that's beside the point. Uh, Connie never really uh, expressed any regret, uh, uh, you know, for her advice. Um, and like I said uh, earlier, if you click on the DMCA contact uh, info in the uh, menu. Uh, at the blog, you can find my home address. You can get my cell phone number. Give me a call. I'm, okay. I am not doxable. And that's what the reason for that stuff being there. Now, mm-hmm. I do have, you know, assumed names that, like, I'm at Johnny at sign. I have an account uh, at Twitter under that. Uh, and people who've read the blog will understand why. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, my account, for example, at slash dot is audio engineer. So, you know, there are things like that. But the vast bulk of my blogging and my Internet presence is under my own name. Um, On the other hand, I understand why there are people out there who safely can't be as open about who they are on the Internet as I can be. And I allow people to comment at hogwash anonymously, as long as they're not using somebody else's identity. And there's some other rules that you can read. And there's a, you click on the fine print tab in the menu and you can read that. Um, but this whole thing, um, with, uh, lives of TikTok really kind of upsets Mm. me. Um, and what uh, Taylor Lorenz and the Washington post did is just flat out, cyber thuggery and what really kind of just the way they lied about it right i mean it just it's shame it's shameful of course i doubt that either either wapo as an institution or any of the individuals involved especially lorenz feel any Mm -hmm. shame about this they should well they should but you you know someone who there are people who just don't have that emotion because of their sense of entitlement or whatever. Now I'm absolutely certain they're uncomfortable about what, get, what happened about getting caught, but now the, the, they're going to, they're going to spend the next few uh, weeks and months explaining to us what terrible victims they are. And yes. so I oh, they Oh, she's already mm-hmm. doing it. But this leads me to the, 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 my version of WAPO's, uh, motto democracy dies in derpness mm-hmm. it's just you know and well but you've been on her since w- before this Stacey yeah, oh, well, I, 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 I had Stacey. a post this week called ain't I done told ya <laughs> okay mm-hmm. uh, because this is one of those things that that you know it's a called shot it's like it's like Babe Ruth pointing at the center field fence you know mm-hmm. um uh, if you don't know about the famous called shot. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, uh, I uh, in early April, April 3rd to be precise, I wrote uh, a post with the headline, Taylor Lorenz 
is a dangerous sociopath, okay? Uh, because uh, John and I have had some direct experience dealing with sociopaths, okay? And, and you've got to know that one of the things that they will reliably do when they're called to account for their wrongdoing is something called DARVO, Deny, Attack, Reverse, Victim, and Offender. And I've written about this for years because you, you see this all the time with these uh, mm -hmm. fringe characters. Oh, uh, yeah. and, and I'm not going to uh, uh, name anyone, uh, but, but who think that when they're caught, that's wrong, okay? When they're caught <laughs> doing wrong, well, that, how, how dare you catch them? And, and so, so they'll... Um, they'll try to reverse the victim and the offender. Although the fact is they are the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. Instead, they'll pretend that they are the victim. And so, and so you get used to this. Mm -hmm. Well, the Washington post, and I am here quoting from uh, media research center, the Washington post ran a hit piece Tuesday morning, exposing mm -hmm. the identity of the woman behind a popular Twitter account that republishes video of radical leftists doing insane things, which apparently for WAPO and their technology reporter, Taylor Lorenz was a bridge too far. Lorenz penned an article doxing the libs of TikTok account owner, uh, even going so far as to show up to the private homes of the woman's yeah. relatives to interrogate them for her hit piece. Uh, now, <laughs> the thing is, is it, is it this doxing as journalism? Okay, I'll tell you who pioneered this, by the way. Okay, it was um, uh, Neil Rauhauser. Yes. Uh, someone with wh whom we're familiar, uh, who uh, specialized in um, uh, using analytical tools to try to identify Mm -hmm. um, conservatives online and then to use this information to attack and hopefully to silence them. So this has been going on for like 10 years now, okay? In 2014, during the Gamergate um, episode, which you know about, this the idea that people were being harassed online, that they were being mm -hmm. doxxed and, and otherwise terrorized, okay, was a big part of the left's claim of victimhood in this case. Well, what is Taylor Lorenz doing here? And one of the things, that, the way they justify this is they say that, well, libs of TikTok, by mm -hmm. posting these uh, videos, is exposing these various people to harassment. Mm -hmm. No, 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 ma'am. They expose themselves, okay? Yep. TikTok is a public forum, okay? Oh, you understand what, posting something in a public forum, okay, <laughs> uh, is, is, is different than, it, it, it just matters, okay? This, it this, wasn't a private communication. These right. are pub published publicly. These are people looking for attention. They just didn't think that they were going to get attention from people who'd say, Oh my God, these people are insane. Keep them away from my children, so, especially my toddlers. And by the way, for months, for months, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, Ben Shapiro has been just getting these great, I don't know if you've seen these YouTube videos where he reacts to uh, some of these videos that his producers find for him. And sometimes he says, that's just crazy. You know how it is. Well, anyways, but lives of TikTok, all they did was to take what was published on TikTok mm -hmm. and republish it on Twitter, usually with just a short, um, if, they, if there was any comment at all, it was just short, something short and snarky. It wasn't any attempt to identify the person at all. And it, it, so you're, but here's the thing and why this matters is that TikTok is... Uh, a platform that 
almost no one over 40 uses. Mm. Okay. It's, it's, it's a kid's thing. It's a lot of college mm. kids mainly that use TikTok and various influencers who are trying to appeal to the college and teenage audience. And so these teachers, especially that were defending their uh, grooming, yeah. use that word, um, these these teachers were uh, posting this stuff at, for thinking that their students or fellow teachers would be watching their uh, crazy uh, ravings. Uh, and they did not expect a critical audience to ever see it. And that's what mm -hmm. libs of TikTok. Well, but I mean, you know, I, I had I had a similar uh, a similar sort of thing where obviously you couldn't dox me. So I got sued for mm. defamation and the way I, what I did to defame the person, get ready for this, <laughs> was to retweet what the person had tweeted. <laughs> hey, if you're going to, if you're going to be dumb enough to retweet, to tweet something idiotic, do not be surprised if uh, somebody retweets and points out uh this is nuts i didn't even i didn't even i didn't even comment i just retweeted it <laughs> and, and that was defamatory right right right, right. Well, the I, left thing funniest thing I quoting them is harassment funniest thing uh accurately the, the lawsuit <laughs> the, that lawsuit was dis dismissed for failure to state a claim upon which relief could be granted funniest mm -hmm. thing but i mean you know it's the fact that wapo Right, which is used to be a real newspaper. Yes, uh, allegedly. No, I can remember when Wapo was a real newspaper, uh, uh, run by people who you know had actually, you know, gone out and done beat reporting and that sort of stuff. Uh, but you know, the fact that they would do that, the fact that any of the major media operations we have now, uh, which more and more are run by people who didn't come out of uh, a, a journalist background and are owned by people who didn't, who are billionaires who've just bought into the market. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and guess what? It isn't a successful business model starting <laughs> to turn out to run a media company that way. Uh, as you pointed out, Netflix uh, in the tank for over 60% on its shares Warner's has pulled the plug on CNN Plus. CNN minus. And, and, and Disney is at a 52-week low. It's the worst performing stock in the Dow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything is receding as I have foreseen. That's my line. <laughs> well, well done, by the way, John. I enjoyed that so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's like, realize that, okay, what Netflix did. I mean, this is just insane. Okay, actually, it, insanity is part of part of what it has to be because there's no way that you can put two and two together and come up with this business model. Well, well, no. Well, look at this. In the past year alone, <laughs> just one year, the past year, they have spent more than thirteen billion dollars. On original content. That's that's just programming, okay? Uh -huh. That's uh, I, and it's all do direct. the math. Somebody d do the math and divide thirteen billion uh, yeah. times three hundred and sixty-five, and and figure out what they're spending per hour. Okay, you know, I mean, they're just as I on said, the order is, of seven million. <laughs> yeah, seven million a day. Seven days a week, fifty million dollars a a a week they're spending to develop programming. And how much? I mean, as I said, I could I could come up with bad ideas for things <laughs> nobody could want to watch. You know. Well, you know, if you stop and think about it, if you just took a week of any network's programming from when I was a kid in the fifties mm. or sixties, right? Mm -hmm. uh, First of all, it was probably produced for uh, forty or fifty thousand dollars an episode, and so mm -hmm. for for prime time, which is three hours uh, times six, you know, mm -hmm. under a quarter of a million dollars an e a night, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and you you got 
shows like Maverick, mm-hmm. Star Trek, mm-hmm. tw- The Twilight Zone, Leave It yep. to Beaver. I mean, stuff that people still watch. Well, uh, okay, never watch The Green Hornet again because it's painful. But um, as a very, very, very small child, I loved The Green Hornet because Bruce Lee. <laughs> and um, I, I, my lifelong interest in martial arts, I, I credit to The Green Hornet. Well, I, as, I, as I put it, trying to explain all this money. Yeah, I almost started doing the intro there. Hence, the biggest of all game public enemies that not even the G-Men can reach. <laughs> With this faithful valet, Kato. Never mind. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. He's got that radio voice going there. Well, That's anyways, really as good. I said, imagine being a film director. You could pitch anything at Netflix. Mm-hmm. Gay Korean zombie pirates... <laughs> and they'd give you a few million dollars to produce it. Never mind whether anybody wants to watch your show, because that's how it is with crazy money. Actually, I suggested uh, Aztec zombie non-binary COBOL program. Like I said, it, it, I said, John, that, 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 that's how it is with crazy money. Just write the checks and who cares what you're buying. Netflix is acting like the guy who wins the lottery and ends up spending it all on strippers and slot machines. No, wait. <laughs> That's Wait, that's hookers and blow. Hookers and blow. Come hookers on, you know blow. that okay. is. <laughs> Anyways, that's a plot for a TV series. Lottery jackpot winners. Don't even think about stealing my Netflix series idea. The script practically writes itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so so I I go on at some link there about uh, you know copyright twenty twenty two okay <laughs> is that if they want to lose money buddy I'm the king of this man just oh. give me a contract well either that or we could uh, put you in front of a, a camera with a microphone and you could let you last, rant you could do the last week of CNN plus oh my god well yeah oh it was it was a bad week uh, for CNN plus yeah they lasted 23 days before somebody pulled the plug <sighs> Uh, their 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 maximum viewership, I, I'm told, was ten thousand a day. Chris Wallace was unavailable for comment. <laughs> right, uh, right, he's probably whining. So yeah, yeah. I, well, I've I you know I've had plenty of days on my blog with more than way more than ten thousand viewers. Okay, even mm-hmm. a minor league blog like Hogwash can do better. Than yeah, that. yeah. I I mm-hmm. say there are YouTube channels out there that consider ten thousand views a day bad. Uh, well, or imagine uh, what would happen to Tim Pool if he uh, shrunk to that audience. Oh my God, it, it would it would be suicidal if he had an audience as small. And he's just one guy looking at a camera and talking at you. Yeah, well, or for the, how about uh, Rogan? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, think of all he loses. Inter- he loses that many people in the churn every minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, now just hang hang on a second. I, I, I'm going to just look up uh, Cody B. Pyrotechnics, which happens to be my favorite fireworks blog. Okay, this blog, by the way, is about nothing but uh, uh, fireworks, okay? Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's just about guys shooting consumer fireworks. Uh, uh, he has 345,000 subscribers, okay? A... a a blog that he just put up yesterday about uh, these artillery shells, the uh, 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 mortar shells that they go up in the air. Well, anyways, uh, a a video he put up yesterday, not even a really particularly interesting video, already has 14,000 views, okay? When he does a big show, uh, his shows uh, sometimes get you know, like half a million views, okay? Well, or, or you take even a, a, a blog like Forgotten Weapons. I mean, that mm-hmm. has like... Hey. Three, that has 3.38 million subscribers. <laughs> Yay, that's, gun Jesus. I Go, mean, that, gun Jesus. But I mean, that's he's got 3.38 million subscribers, mm-hmm. and then he's probably mm-hmm. got twice as many people who just watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, more than twice. <laughs> Come well, on. You know, and, and, and 
and these people think that they're uh, uh, cranking out mass content. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Like well, you know, delusional. Ian, sorry. Go ahead. Ian uh, McCullough has this amazingly great screen presence for a guy who I think views himself as very much a quiet history and gun nerd, firearms nerd. Sorry. Uh, uh, his, his, presentations are marvelous his sense of humor is very very uh prominent his understanding of the history surrounding firearms is excellent and he, he has a, a, and he has a degree in mechanical engineering so he yes. actually knows what he's talking about yeah yeah and well, he is just a great presenter he really is and um honestly netflix could have could make an absolute fortune off him yeah, uh, CNN Plus was one of the most spectacular failures in the history of the industry. <laughs> CNN Plus was to media what the Fire Festival was to luxury concert events. Yes. Well, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile at the House of the Mouse. Well, well, but but before we get to that, uh, there's some wonderful uh, uh, fun being had, at least by some of us at on Twitter. And I think Christy Noam had the uh, the best uh, tweet related to CNN Plus. And uh, uh, Ellie Smith had uh, said, PSA, if you're going to tweet about uh, something snarky about CNN Plus, hundreds of journalists and technicians who did nothing but work their tails off just had the rug pulled out from under them. So be kind. And then uh, no. gov the gov governor of South Dakota tweeted, now you know how the Keystone XL pipeline workers feel. Yeah. To, to which I said, well, you know, uh, I had a learn to code post over at Ho Hogwash. And, uh, you know, I learned Fortran when I was a, uh, still a teenager and several other programming languages since. Uh, but at the at days, most of the coding I do is uses a keyboard. But I've also uh, found useful another uh, coding device. And it's a picture of a Morse code key. <laughs> and okay so uh, you know somebody's gonna say hold it uh, uh, manual telegraphy is a slow and essentially obsolete form of communication and that's true but on may 1st people will still be using it <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> cnn plus yeah now, oh yeah <laughs> so you know it's just the way things are Meanwhile, yeah, there's there's the mouse having a bad time. Yeah, Disney got woke, now going broke. Uh, as uh, John mentioned earlier, they are the worst performing stock of the Dow Jones in the past year. They've lost more than 30% of their value. $50 billion worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $50 billion, a billion dollars a week, basically. They're losing. Well, actually, they're doing it spasmodically, but uh, they've but had, on they've average, had, they, they've, we... they've, they've, they've had their ups and downs. But for the last mostly downs, but well, <laughs> they went down and recovered, and went down and sort of kind of recovered. But they've been on the slide since the first of the year. Yeah, they they went to war. Uh, they went to war against Governor Ron DeSantis, and. I their their war against DeSantis has been only slightly less disastrous than Putin's war against Ukraine. Okay, it, it is uh, they are it, it's just they just decided that. Uh, whoa, whoa, yeah, guys. Uh, uh, looking at this, um, I got it just off of Red State, but. Uh, Russia has just had uh, two major fires, uh, three major fires in two days, um, one of which was at the Second Central uh, Scientific Research Institute in Tver. Which is where they design ballistic missiles. It's where they design ballistic missiles. Um, and, oh my God, the pictures are amazing. And the Mitrievetsky, Trievsky, a uh, chemical plant is on fire in Kineshima. Mm -hmm. the, fact and... that they, the fact that they had a, a, the design bureau for their ballistic missiles in a fire trap tells you everything you need to know about, about, about Russia, what, about, about what's really going on. Yeah. 
this is ridiculous. Uh, I, I really don't think it's anything to do with Ukraine. I think it's pure incompetent, Russian incompetence. And there's well, a third one. And in Korolev. And in Korolev. Oh, great. And yeah. this is where they uh, do uh, chemicals for artillery propellant, which means it's going to be energetic. <laughs> well, yes. Well, yeah. anyways, but, well, but but think about that. Where they one of their principal things that's making artillery, the 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 gunpowder for artillery shells burn uh, down. It's a. Uh, propellant yeah. um which is in far more energetic than powder than uh well anything like it well but it's well but it's it's essentially what one uh, what people would think of as the the gunpowder it's the stuff in either in the brass uh, end mm -hmm. of the shell making it move, oh, yeah. or, or in the bags that go behind the shell. propellant right. yes cordite well Nasty stuff. but you know we began this show talking about crime in georgia Oh, we did, didn't we? Yes, and we're going to end the show uh, <laughs> talking about crime in Georgia because it's time for that weekly segment we refer to as... Crazy people are dangerous. Yes, okay. And I had a post uh, just the other day called Racial Cult Murder in Georgia. Now, this is weird. Okay, uh, a few years ago, I wrote about the... <laughs> Uh, cult known as the United Nation of Nuwabian Moors, and their leader, uh, Dwight York, aka Malachi York, uh, was was convicted uh, on and sent to prison, uh, 135 years in federal prison, um, in 2014. Okay, mm -hmm. um, uh, for uh, sexually abusing um, children. Okay, that's the cult leader sexually abusing children. I know you're shocked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah, this is my shocked face. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cult leaders molesting children. Well, who ever heard of such a thing? Well, anyways, Malachi York's United Nation of Nuwabian Moors is a sort of ethno, uh, uh, a sort of uh, Afrocentric uh, black nationalist sort of thing, and and so when they got shut down around the time they were get, he was being convicted, okay, a couple in uh, Putnam County mm -hmm. living on the shores of Lake Oconee were murdered. Mm -hmm. The man was beheaded, and. Yep. This was in 2014. It's been eight years and they haven't solved the case yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then a guy, a, a, a videographer, a video blogger, a true crime blogger from South Carolina decided that he would go down there and he just started, he was checking out this uh, unsolved murder case. And in the course of his investigation, uh, realized that it might be connected to this crazy cult, okay? And and I, I, folks, I have embedded the the YouTube video of part mm -hmm. one of this, and I'm telling you what, it's just crazy enough. It may that this guy may have found the 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 break in the case that will solve it, but uh, we shall uh, see about that. Uh, but uh, um, you know, this is, uh, this case, uh, down in the murder case, uh, um, is, is just, uh, fascinating, but, uh, I, I, I've tried to warn people that, uh, you know, we've been warned about, you know, the dangers of white supremacy extremists and stuff like that. Well, there's, there's plenty of black kooks out there who are plenty dangerous. There's plenty of kooks. There's <laughs> just plenty of kooks. They come in all flavors. Right, right, right. Yes. And this uh, this little cult here, uh, I remember I was uh, writing about them uh, back in the day uh, when I was at the Washington Times, and and uh, you know these these folks are dangerous, but well they're crazy people, and crazy people are dangerous. Yes, and yes. we are out of time. Yes, I know, and uh, we hear the boogie woogie in the background, which tells us it's about time to get out of here. 
And so uh, we will say goodbye to Diana in Valdosta. Good night. Good night, Diana. And we'll see you next week, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, the other podcast. Tune in. All right. Bye, Mr. Briggs.